My name is Fraser Summers, and I'm the host of the Geekiest Show Alive. To the outside world, I'm an ordinary geek, but secretly in the Fab International Studios, I talk comics and find other geeks like me. This is Geek of the Week. Welcome to Geek of the Week, issue two. With your host Fraser and Mark, I'm Fraser. Hello Mark, although I'm not on your intro bit that you pre-recorded before you recruited me to be on your show, I'm a, li- I'm a little bit miffed about that to be honest with you. It should be we are. Whose fault is that then? I'll do an updated version at some point because... Yeah, you will. You were a bit non-committal at first. I was, but then, but then I really you did enjoyed one, it. You did one show and you're like, actually, this is pretty sick, so... To, to be fair, it is completely unreasonable of me to be stroppy about it, but, I, you know, I'm still going to be. Alright, I'll do a season two, like, re- reboot and all that. And, uh, yeah, and I'll get on the a credits. New, a new thing, yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Don't, don't make it like Amber Benson in Buffy, though, where she's on for one episode and then she dies. Spoilers. I'll be devoured. Whoops, uh, I'm going to have to do a rewrite now, because that's uh, uh, totally more fun. So. <laughs> <laughs> Replace you with a young, uh, younger model. Oh. Maybe a Bond. Maybe a Bond, who knows. Wow. <laughs> wow. Hello, so, and welcome to Geek of the Week, everyone. Yeah. I hate him. Aww. No, I love That's you just really. Oh, no, I love you really. So, how's your, the news? Week, how's your week been? Well, I'm going to just talk talk about the week, because we had a very good week, um, and it's not really news-related. Busy week? Yeah, Daredevil came out. Um, <sighs> I can't imagine we're the only ones who binged it all this yeah, week. Yeah, I binged it all in, a, in a day. All, yeah, yeah. I, my, my Sunday was Daredevil. <laughs> Daredevil, yeah. I imagine anyone who's listened to this has probably done the exact same thing. Because um, it was so damn good. It was so good, good right? Oh. My goodness, I never knew I wanted to see Kingpin in the white suit so much. That white suit, did. though. I mean, the, the second series of Daredevil was great, but it just wasn't as good as the first series. And the first series was completely stolen by Wilson Fisk, by, by Kingpin. And bringing him back was a masterstroke. And oh my goodness, God, it was so good. He was brilliant on it. I loved like, it. I even liked Bullseye as well, like with the Daredevil stuff and Yeah. I yeah, just perfect series and like it just shows up all the other uh Netflix shows, like all the rest of them sort of I only know because I binge watched the rest of them to sort of like catch up for this because I'm a bit mm. of a completionist. Oh me too. And just watching them I was like, Oh these are alright and then I watched Daredevil and just was like reminded how good Netflix could be and I was like Yeah. The the reality is series one and series three of Daredevil and series one of Jessica Jones are the exceptional series. The rest of them are perfectly watchable. And I know we're going to talk about Luke Cage and Iron Fist a little bit later on. Um, But that is just, it's, I mean, the comics were really gritty in a lot of ways, the Daredevil comics. Um, And I feel like just the, the vibe of Hell's Kitchen and the kingpin and everything was just so good i couldn't i, I couldn't stop watching i yeah. just couldn't stop watching it is it's perfect binge material because each time you're like i want to know more i want to know more. it always mm. leaves you hanging even like the last episode no spoilers leaves you wanting more but oh yeah as we're probably going to talk about in the news it might not be there might not be more yeah. um but it hasn't been renewed yet what's interesting is the ones you say that you were like stand out for you are the ones that probably had the strongest villains because like I think yeah. Kilgrave is a villain, Jessica Jones is amazing. Yes, and absolutely. It is funny because there's always this joke with Marvel origin movies that the villain is just a, co- a copycat of the um, hero. And like these latest ones, like season two of like pretty much the other three and this, 
you've had that sort of carbon copy like obviously with Bullseye it was like he used the Daredevil suit against him but they used that sort of Marvel origin thing yeah. not a bad thing it's just I just it was an observation that I thought was funny because sometimes that's a criticism of Marvel movies well. but I just thought it was funny um, I also want to apologise up front I do have a cold so if you see me sniffling it's I'm trying to back. No, well, while you're blowing your nose, let's also talk about Black Lightning. That ca that just appeared on my Netflix. I had no idea it was coming back, and they're doing it one episode at a time. So obviously, I've only watched the first episode, and it's great to have it back. It only feels like five minutes since the last series finished on Netflix, so I'm yeah. really excited for that. Well, all of it. It's a hot time for TV because uh, Flash came back, Riverdale came back. Um, I'm sure Arrow did as well, but I'm not paying attention to Arrow. Legends comes back this week, Supergirls. And we've up. got, um, again, we've got... Uh, something. We've got something we've coming got up. Something. Sabrina. Oh, we've Sabrina, got yeah. Got Sabrina's coming up literally like, well, by the time this is out on air, Sabrina would have been out. I probably would have binged it. Yeah. Well, actually, no, I can't binge it because it's an episode at a time. So yeah, but so I would have binged that. that one episode. Yeah, so I'm, again, I'm very excited about that. So we'll have Sabrina <laughs> and... Black Lightning as a one episode at a time thing. It's a great um, time. It's a great time. This it is. is when all the TV stuff. There's, there's actually too the, much on when Netflix. The, when the movie takes it, movies take a break. You know, uh, the TV shows come to rock. I will call it film. I apologise. They've <laughs> just got an evil death glare. I know. But uh, films. We're British. Let's, let's pop it over to Bruno Mars and Jay Jonah. So with the sounds of J. Joe, and it's time for the news. Now, uh, the first bit of news, uh, there was an image that came out uh, for the CW crossover Elseworlds, where we had Barry Allen as Arrow, and Oliver Queen as Flash, or you can switch them around. Basically, they're in each other's costumes, so it's all this sort of like wacky, oh, what's happened here with the timeline kind of thing. Uh, so what did you think of these images? I have no opinion. I don't. You know I don't watch these shows. <laughs> you, you, you got this one, I'm afraid. Wait, this would, one's this, for you. <laughs> would this poster intrigue you to check it out? No. Because I've got no investment in the characters. There's more stuff as well. There's a house from Smallville that's rocked up. Okay, there's that's kind of cool. There's a Superman with a black suit. Um, and there's other stuff, but yeah. Well, they're the main ones that are like the big, oh wow, what's this crossover about? And of course, you've got Batwoman rocking up, and um, so it's pretty, gonna be pretty cool. But yeah, these, it was weird, because like, The Flash, they have teased that like, the timeline's gonna be messed up again, so I'm looking forward to this crossover. It just looks like they've just gone all in. Their crossovers are really good, like when they do happen. Maybe just check out a few crossovers if you don't. Maybe. If you don't want to get fully invested in the shows, the crossovers are pretty... Wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey is fashionable, though, isn't it? So, yeah. um... Oh, yeah, 100%. Their last crossover was an Elseworlds story. It was not an Elseworlds story. Well, it was an Elseworlds story from the comics, but it was a universe thing. Like, they went to this um, Earth-X where the Nazis won, and sort of it was like... Man in High Castle kind of stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, yeah, I can see yeah, Man in High yeah. Castle. Um, but it's funny because Supergirl is on a different Earth altogether, so you've got that anyway. Um, so it's always, whenever they do a crossover, it's always different Earths mixing all together, um, which is kind of interesting. Now, Mark. Yes. I don't want to out you on the show. Oh, dear. But you are a man who wears glasses. I, I, I am bespectacled. It's, it's, so that is correct. you can say you've not got 20-20 vision. No, I don't. But lucky for you. We're going to have some 2020 vision right here. Wow. Because we're talking about two things 
that are going to happen or not happen in the year 2020. Oh, okay, yeah. So, <laughs> nice link. Also, it was a, it was a, t it was a hard one. At tenuous. <laughs> yeah, tenuous. That's what we're going for. And I did get to use the word bespectacled word. though, so I am quite happy. There you go. We got a big word in to start off with. Yeah. So Wonder Woman 1984, um, not an adaptation of the book, you know, with Wonder Woman in, which would be interesting. Uh, has been moved back six months uh, to 2020 now. And Marvel have dropped one of their free films from 2020. My guess is it's probably Guardians of the Galaxy 3 because of all that drama. Well, well, what do you make of this news? Well, the thing is, we are spoilt at the moment and waiting another six months for the Wonder Woman film, if it means that they have time to film it and make it as good as the first Wonder Woman film, then I, 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 I can wait for six months for that. And then... I like the idea it's set in the, the 80s so I want them to get it right because I lived through the 80s I was a kid in the 80s and it was great fun and my tape <laughs> might, might find my tape deck and other such 80s things <laughs> in retro and you know but no I'm, I'm looking forward to the film but I can I can wait another six months as long as it's for the right reasons to make sure that the film is right then that's that's that sits well with me yeah because the tweet was um, it was from Gal Gadot who plays Wonder Woman and she was like it's been like the, it wasn't a tweet actually, it was on Instagram, or probably both. It was on the social medias. And it was like, they made it more of like a, it's good that it's going back here, like it's going back to its original day, but that it was because of like, Warner Brothers shuffling around the superhero movies. And that's fine. And I, like, you can take that both ways. It's just sort of like, all right, are they finally dealing with this hot mess or is it just like, oh, we don't know, push it back, oh, panic. Um, but I don't think they would do that with Wonder Woman because Wonder Woman's like, well, the, the a strong one out of yeah, all. and that their Wonder Woman film stands alone without needing to know anything or looking at any other films in the in the series, and I would kind of expect the nineteen eighty four one to be the same as well. So, yeah, and as long as it's not cancelled, I don't, I, I, I can cope. That's true, isn't it? Well, was dro dropping a, oh, God, Marvel dropping a film, and again, is it starting to become oversaturated? I remember that Black Panther was still in the cinema when Avengers came out yeah, yeah. and it's like that if, if that's the case then you're releasing too many films I think it also depends as well when they come out because like they've usually been doing May July November but for Black Panther they did it for like Black History Month was February so they sort of tied America's it, Black History Month it's actually that. October in Britain oh is it yeah it's Black History Month right here right now interesting mm. oh my goodness could you imagine if they were like oh we're going to release Black Panther in October then you get like the Brits have to wait <laughs> exactly that would be uh, outrageous um, but yeah so that there's that I mean yeah you can sort of say that I just think it's because of this Guardians uh, debacle really cause that what's the, the Guardians debacle uh, James Gunn was dropped the director of the first two was dropped and now he's looking like he's going to do stuff with Suicide Squad 2 oh uh, okay he's just like I'm not doing it if uh, James Gunn's not doing it Batista it's just a hot hot mess oh Batista but I can, I can, no I can see Batista getting replaced but there's heel turn the by Batista <laughs> spine buster through a table again oh disapproved but bad Batista but the like the hot runner to take over is Taika Waititi who did for Ragnarok and mm -hmm. like I'd be totally down for that and if you replace Drax with Korg I'm happy don't replace Drax 
Well, that's the f like if he doesn't want to do it, you either kill him off or just sort of be like, yeah, he's over there somewhere just chilling. Oh, Batista, uh, no. Batista might be doing a Suicide Squad thing with James Gunn, like the second one. Um, there's been like fan castings of who he could be, just someone big and muscular, I guess, like Killer Croc, someone like that. Actually, yeah, no, it is sad. They have got someone. Killer Croc. But yeah, right, now it's time for some goodbyes, mate. I, I was going to segue perfectly when you cancelled, when you talked about cancelled, but I knew you onto something. Oh. So we've got a lot of cancellations. Iron Fist and Luke Cage have both been cancelled by Netflix. There's no more Dick in DC because Nightwing has changed his name from Dick Grayson to Rick Grayson. And Bongo Comics, who did the Simpsons comics, are no more. They published their last issue. So uh, it's sad to see these go. The, right, uh, we're going to say Dick a lot on the air now, but um, clearly, when Dick Grayson was created, Dick didn't mean, or wasn't a popular word to describe penis. We are talking about penises, aren't we? And that's clearly the only reason why they've changed it from Dick to Rick. And it kind of makes sense. Yeah. You, you, the, in in two thousand and eighteen. You wouldn't have a friend called Dick. You, I wouldn't go, all right, Dick, how are you doing, Dick? Nice to see you, Dick. You wouldn't. Yeah. So as retcons go, I get it. It's not too bad. And the way they did it in the story was all right. Like, he's on the run, so he's had to, and he's had to change his name quite a bit. Like, um, in the New 52, he was called Just Grayson for a bit. Not with the Justin part, it was Grayson. Right, right, right. Just to clarify. But there's it just it reminds me of the hilarious part in Lego Batman where it's like um, he goes my friends call me Dick and Batman goes yeah kids can be cruel exactly <laughs> Which is they've, like, they've already acknowledged it's it. so funny but it's just that thing of just like you have that there was a whole thing with Bat Batawang the other week. exactly we we seem to be talking about Batman and penises every week a bit too much Let, let's not which we'll get we'll go past that then so Iron Fist and Luke Cage I feel like this is going to be a your boiling point. Well, for me, I'm not surprised about Iron Fist. It yeah. hadn't been well received. The second series was exceptionally good in comparison to the first one, and it was it wasn't quite Daredevil good, but it was. I thought it it really improved, first, yeah. and I think that maybe Daughters of the Dragon, if they signed that up, would be nice. Exactly. It's just kind of like just a short series, Daughters of the exactly. Dragons. We'd like that. Do some six episodes of that. Exactly. Heroes for hire. Exactly. That, 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 that was something I was going to speculate is that maybe they've cancelled them both, but they do still have plans to use those characters and those actors and make them their own shows with Heroes for Hire and. And indeed, yeah. Daughters of the Dragon, which would be great. That would make a lot of sense. I think it's also, it's turning more towards like Disney streaming service. I reckon Netflix yeah. are going to get rid of this and then the TV stuff's going to move to this Disney streaming stuff. And Netflix is sort of like finishing up a lot of their stuff, like even non-comic book mm. stuff like the um, Orange is the New Black yep. is getting its last season. So it's probably just turning towards that. That, that's my hope. I, I don't want to lose these characters, I don't want to lose these series, I th and I feel that if it is going to Disney, good. That's my hope. Otherwise I would be rage, full of rage. Yeah. So, we're going to go on to a song now, to, de um, to dedicate to these lost, lost parts.
Shell V-Power. Make your engines sing. Hello. I'm a bat, and being a bat has a lot of pluses, but the whole hanging upside down from the roof of a cave thing, frankly, it's a bit of a pain. Because aside from all the blood rushing to my head, my glasses keep falling off. And that, you know, makes it impossible to settle down with a good book at bedtime. Yeah, having sonar's fine, but you can't read romantic novels with sonar, can you? Time to try contact lenses. At Specsavers, we'll give you a free trial with daily disposables or monthlies. See in store for details. Hey, look alive! Everything lights up, makes you want to shout. Talk about happiness, that's what we're talking about. Welcome to the next section of the show, which is called Pull or Pass. To explain this a little bit, when you go into a comic book store and you buy an issue of something, the retailer will usually ask if you want to add it to your pull. And it's sort of like a subscription list, so say if you get the first issue of an Avengers story, whenever there's an Avengers story coming in, they'll have it at the back for you, and you can just go straight to them and say, hey, anything on my pull? And they'll go, here you go, you've got ten issues of Avengers. Um, so we're going to talk four comics, all that are ones, and we're going to see whether Mark and I want to pull or pass these. Right, we, we, we didn't discuss on the first show was what our actual current pull is, and I thought that would be quite cool. If, if, if maybe we tell, tell everyone what our current pull is. Do you, do you have a pull, Fraser? Because Other than Spider-Man, obviously. I mean, when I, was a sh- Spider-Man. when I was a student, I had all the Spider-Man. Now I'm, like, very poor uh, <laughs> and using Comixology a lot more. Legally, of course. Legally, of course, yeah. to uh, read comics. So at the moment, I don't really have a pull, but once I'm financially stable... Well... <laughs> my- which could be a while. Yeah. Like, it might not even happen, so... <laughs> Don't hold up hopes on that. But I imagine you've got a pull. Well, I've only got quite a small pull. Uh, currently, Marvel's Runaways. Um, and then from Image, I've got Days of Hate, God Complex, and Redlands. And you can see that from what from that what my taste is. And depending on whether always buy the graphic novel when it comes out, the, the trade paperback when it comes out counts. I've got um, Outcast, Paper Girls, Ringside, Walking Dead and Monstrous to add to that as well. But I don't buy the single issues of those. I just buy the trades when they come out. That is fair enough. If you guys are out there want to share your poll list, uh, we, yeah, have a fa- your poll. We, have, we have a Facebook group for that. And if you read any of these we talk about today and you actually add them to the poll, that'd be interesting to know as well. And I'm sure Mark will add these to his poll and I'll add maybe. these to maybe actually reading them. And then when I have... When I'm financially stable enough, I will actually read these. Um, but for now, we're going to talk about Exo Sisters by Image. It was the first issue last week. So, what did you think of it, Mark? As an Image, uh, well, I, I am an Image. I am an Image guy. And Exo Sisters was one that I spotted that I thought that one's one I, I do want to try. Um, and I found it really fun, and it was actually funny. I actually laughed. And the characters were kind of cool. There was like a nice sister dynamic between the two. And just personal taste, though, I wasn't fond of the art. Really? The art didn't work for me. Um, it Too because, comic booky or yeah, like so. happy-go-lucky? Cause... I guess it's not what I was expecting from an image book. Image tend to have less... 
comicy art, if art, if that makes sense. Yeah. And the subject matter, although funny, was was horror, and I didn't quite feel personally that the art complemented the story as much as it should have done. Maybe that's very funny because I actually. I liked the I liked the book because of the art. I liked oh. how it was very comic booky <laughs> and like it was the way they were joking about their job as well because it's a very like it's all demons and all this and it's a very like spooky sort of world. But they're just sort of like it was like one of those girl comedies, you know what I mean? Those like the sisters, the stuff that you'd see. Um, those two who always host the Emmys doing Amy, Amy, and what's her face. Amy and what's you know, then no too. idea who you're talking about. <laughs> uh, the one from Parks and Rec and the one who's with her a lot. They did sisters together, but it was that sort of like... The term for guys is buddy cop, and I'm trying to think of what the female equivalent is, but that oh, sort of buddy like... Buddy cop doesn't have a gender. That's true, actually, yeah. That's me not living in 2018. But yeah, it was it that is. sort of like buddy cop sort of thing. Yeah. I and so. I kind of really enjoyed the sisters and stuff like that and actually like finding out uh, that their job what their job entails there's just so much going on and like they create this great world that wasn't just demons there was also stuff like there was corrupt ways people could earn money yeah it was through fun. like shame and like just showing the dark side of some people i actually enjoyed it to be fair uh i would pull it um if i was getting into image i think but if i had to choose this or a spider-man book which is going to be my next part of this series i'd probably pick another spider-man book yeah, and I think I'm really picky about what I add to my pull, and I enjoyed it, but I don't think I'll be adding it to my pull. Because unlike you, if I say pull, I will actually add these comics to my pull. So I'm going to say no on that one, but I did enjoy it, and I might pick up the trade some point. So basically, you are pulling. <laughs> I'm not pulling. That Stop one. trying to add this trade thing into it. You're either reading the whole story. I uh, know. Or you were your trades destroying the comic book industry with trades. That's actually not I bet, true. I bet you buy them from Amazon as well. That's actually not true. The 2000 AD. I've been told at least that 2000 AD doesn't make very much money from 2000 AD itself, but it does make more make up enough money from its trades to keep. To keep well, going. That, that's one thing. That's like one uh, publisher. There's a lot of cases where it's a lot with the Marvel, DC, Image, and the other groups where like they'll release single issues. But there's been a lot of cases where characters have only got six issues because no one's buying the single issues, and then they're buying the trades instead. But a lot of these oh, big, yeah, the, a lot of these that. big ones just respond to what's selling now, what's selling, what's selling. Yeah. Not what's going to sell in the future. Which so like 2000 AD, like they've managed to keep it going, but a lot of these, which is a nice segue because there was a Black Panther comic before the film was coming out, and that only got a few issues because of that issue, uh, that situation in comics. But we did get thanks to the success of the movie, we now have a comic for Shuri. Um, it was her first issue. It's a the sister from Black Panther, who's you know developed a great fan base, including yeah, me. She was the sass uh, on that character is amazing, cool. and it was present through the comics as well. Reading it, it's a really cool story to see where she is. You know, they've played with like Thanos attacking Wakanda. She was like had a near death experience, went onto this other world. So it was really deep in the Black Panther mythos, which I really, really enjoyed. And I was like, this is pretty dope, but doesn't matter what I thought. What do you think, Mark? I liked it. I um I like the story. I, and the character, you're absolutely right. She's it it it's quite 
complicated for Marvel, I think, because more people are watching their films than reading their comics at the moment. So if they want to appeal to the people that read that to read the books that are watching the films, they need to make the character recognisable. But also, there's a lot more lore and history involved in 50, 60 years of comics. And I felt that that got it right. I also really, really liked the artwork in this one. I felt that... Oh, it was fantastic. It, it, was, it was kind of old-school Marvel superhero look, but with modern stuff going on, which I thought worked fantastically. Oh, I'm glad to hear it. So, is it a pull or a pass? And if you get in the trade, it counts as a pull. Oh, well, then it's a pull, because I'll be getting the trade. You ruin it. You ruin it. I know. I'm, yeah, I'm we're probably only going to get six issues from this now, instead of a yeah. whole arc. Yeah, Spider-Man 2099 true. only got got a s- small run. And that's a Spider-Man. And it's a Spider-Man you like as well, no, Spider-Man 2099. Spider-Man like. He would have got a lot more if there was less people like you. Oh, I'm sorry. Telling you. Telling I'm you, sorry. mate. I'm sorry. Also as well, Next renew book. your vows, got to keep it. Next book. Judge Dread Toxic by IDW. Now, I'm just going to leave this to you because I read it and I was sort of like, if I read more Judge Dread, I'd probably be into this. Okay, well, that, that's an interesting thing, though, because um, I've read quite a lot of Judge Dredd, certainly not all of it, because there is a... Well, there's 40... I think it's not... I don't think it's quite as old as me, 2008. I think it's, like, about 35, 36 years old. Oof. And Judge Dredd was in the first episode. And I've read a lot of the very, very early stuff. And Judge Dredd was always a weird one in that he was a hero... But he was clearly a right-wing savage bastard, and he still is. But what yeah, they've managed, sort of got that. <laughs> what they've managed to put in this that has always been something that 2000 AD did was they've managed to put some politics in it, some left-wing politics with a right-wing main protagonist, and people love Dread, even though they know he's a horrible, horrible, horrible murderous. <laughs> immovable person but he's there's something about him and there's, and there's a charm that you can't you can't put your finger on and I was concerned that with Americans writing Judge Dredd he would lose his Britishness he would yeah. lose his charm and I'd never read any of the LDW stuff until you asked me to put this on Paul Pass, and I was genuinely pleasantly surprised so I, li- lived up to the Brit because this is a British um originally British isn't it Absolutely so like you right. wanted it to it lived up the Americans did well didn't ruin it yeah it really felt like it did and it did some brave stuff like um, good sci-fi always takes concerns of the modern time and puts it to an extreme for for, for its science fiction like any, mm. any anything like um, like the Matrix was, was people scared of technology taking over their lives and this has asylum seekers. There's even a clear Donald Trump-like in there. Oh my goodness, that was mental! It's brilliant. Like he was just a protester, wasn't he? And I was like, "That's Trump, that." Yeah, and it's. It, I think it's quite brave to take on asylum seekers and yeah. to take on and to, to, to clearly put Donald Trump in there, even though it was very much a big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was very, very impressed. It was very a nice because um, again, the sci-fi. I like the sci-fi as well behind it because it was like symbiotes and stuff like that. But he was talking about like how it was helping them and no it was really cool to be fair and it would again it's one of them i know there's a deep history behind it so i'd kind of want to know that first before reading it so i probably wouldn't put it on my pull but it would like reading this like i probably would check out more judge dread because 
Is it a, sh- is it a limited run or is it a... Because um, if it's a limited run, it's going on my pull. I'm actually going to put it on my pull. If it's like a six-issue series, sure. then a, a six-issue limited, it's then I'm set, actually going to take it. From memory, it said, like, issue one of... Like issue one or like book one of the story, so I imagine it's a mini series. I could double check for you, but yeah, I'm gonna put if it's a mini series, it's going on my pull. That's fair. So there you go, pull. That's fair. My first actual pull. That's not just oh, Baltroid. Yeah, exactly right. Good, good. Uh, I don't think this is gonna go on your pull. Just initially guessing. It was old lady Harley from DC. What do you reckon? Uh, it fell flat with me. Apart. It fell completely flat with me. I um. It feel it felt unoriginal. It just the story was, eh. and the Thanos gag I thought was cheap. It was te- yeah, no, it's terrible because like it goes for a this goes for sort of like a Deadpool meta break the fourth wall thing. Didn't work. And like there's this like empty land and it's oh it's like someone snapped the fingers and got rid of half the thing and it's just like there's better ways to break the fourth wall or something like uh like deadpool a deadpool example or something like that whenever he was there was one issue i can't remember what it was but he was in a like similar situation secluded land and it's like oh it's almost like the comic book artist can't be bothered to write um other characters in or yeah. something like that like that's funny and that's like if you want to be that meta um but di- like marvel has so much fun poking fun at dc because the films are going bad and like you can't really poke fun at marvel films it's just like Oh yeah, your character does that. That's funny, isn't it? And it's just like it. It, it fell completely again, flat. Full flat. Pass without what really? Well, I could just instantly guess that we. Well, like when I sent it over, I'm like, I'm just gonna force Mark to read this because he's nagging me. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I do nag. So I was like, I'm just gonna force him to read a bit of Harley Quinn. What was interesting for me was it was in the main continuity of Rebirth because they referenced like a Harley Quinn issue of Forty Two. Like it was issue forty two or something where they'd already done like gone to the future or something, so I was like, all right, this is really weird because in my head I thought it was an Elseworld, like Old Man Logan, the thing they're clearly trying to rip off here, and it, it is a clear rip off as well. Yeah, and I was like, that's really confusing. Like this is actually going to happen, and like recently in DC they've been doing a lot of future stuff, like with Tim Drake, one of the Robins, being Batman and stuff. Uh, so I was like, all oh, right, so they're going for that, and then there's a big reveal at the end. Won't spoil it, unlike because some people might want to read this, but there is a big like future thing that's like, oh, which is like the one thing that's kind of cool in it. Really, I thought it Just was a cliche, page. and I thought it was predictable. I I could have told you before I read the book that that's what I was going to see at the end of that. All right, fair, fair, fair. I did. There was a little dig, a self dig, I feel like, or a self setup anyway. So. There's these jokers that aren't jokers. They're like Joker's fan club. And one of them's called Fleck. Now, there's a new Joker movie coming out with Joaquin Phoenix. And his, the the Joker's name in this is A. Fleck. Like, Affleck. You know. Really? Just kick a, kick a guy when he's down, isn't it? He's been doing all this great stuff for you and you're poking a joke at him. But now the comics are sort of... They're either, like, leading people to sort of be like... Re- like, if they read the comics, they recognise the Fleck name for when the Joker movie comes out. Mm. Or, again, it's one of the writers going like, hey, yeah, should we... Yeah, yeah, do you want to... Hey, yeah, nice little joke there. No. But, yeah, no, it did fall flat for me as well again. Not really a fan of Harley Quinn. Um, but she pulls in numbers. Her, Gwen Stacy, Deadpool, Spider-Man still, they're the ones, like... If DC or Marvel are struggling, they just throw something with them. And there was a cool... We didn't talk about it this week, but there was a cool Spider-Gwen thing out, so I'm not totally against those characters being in stuff, but when it's, like, lazily done, I think that's when it... 
just hurts a bit just hurts mm. all right guys welcome back mark's gonna introduce a little song before we go into some ads so mark this is gonna be like a regular segment i reckon um mark's gonna go for an obscure usually comic book ref related uh little song so what have we got for this week okay well um i've picked a track called can't you trip like i do by Filter and the Crystal Method. There's going to be quite a few of these over the next few weeks because they're from the Spawn soundtrack. And the Spawn soundtrack was... Remember, the Spawn film's 20 years old now. Uh, It came out in 1997. And um, the Spawn soundtrack, I I sometimes wonder, did they spend all of their budget on the soundtrack? Because the film wasn't very good, let's be honest. And their soundtrack had Marilyn Manson, Metallica, Korn, Silverchair, Orbital, Josh Wink, Moby, Slayer, Prodigy, and Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine, and that's just scratching the surface. And you just think, that's a lot of major artists. And the soundtrack was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Now remember, we've been fussing about Black Panther recently. Yes. But in 1997, the first major role for a black person in cinema in a comic book film was Spawn. People seem to forget that. It was 21 years ago when there was a lead character who was black in a, uh, in, 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 a, in a superhero film. Not one year ago. Just because it was a bad film doesn't alter the fact <laughs> that this was the first main character who was black. Fair. And um, we're hoping that the new film resurfaces, but, you know, 20 years of... Um, of, of, of development hell. I, I, I'll believe it when I see it. It's something Todd McFarlane wants to do, though. Like, he's even talked about like a TV series as well, so there's hope. There's hope. And remember, this film came out before Blade as well, so nobody be saying, oh, it was Blade. No, it wasn't. It was Spawn. Anyway, so um, this is an odd track. What the soundtrack did was combine a major rock major rock artist with a major kind of dance or trance artist and come up with some weird combos. Some of them were great, some of them were not. This one really was very good, and it got me into both Filter and the Crystal Method, and I still love both of those artists. So have a listen to Can't You Trip Like I Do by Filter and the Crystal Method.
Does the man in your life play guitar? Or is your girlie a guitar-wielding rock chick? Then get them the ultimate guitar accessory this Christmas. Get a massive black strap on your guitar. Massive Black have been making guitar straps for the great and good of the rock world since 69 and have managed to get a strap on most major rock acts at one point or another. Does your instrument keep drooping? No problem. Just get a Massive Black strap on your guitar. Before I had the pleasure of playing my guitar with one of these amazing straps, my guitar kept falling off. I was forever bending over, but I've learned my lesson. Now I won't play unless I have a Massive Black strap on. And remember our guarantee, the first time you play with your Massive Black strap on, you'll definitely feel the difference. So much, you'll probably squeal. Like a piggy. Get a Massive Black strap on your guitar. Pluck away to your heart's content with a Massive Black strap on. Across the world, the real alternative, FabRadioInternational.com Here, Archie, I need a new car. This one's not sounding too healthy. Really, Wally? Let me have a look at it. Oh, here, that's humped. I know, I need something strong, durable and reliable. I made the perfect thing for you, Wally. This is a Sherman tank. For a quick yank, there's nothing finer than a Sherman tank. Oh, yeah, Beezer. I can't believe I've never tried this before. Having a Sherman tank's amazing! You can have a slow Sherman tank or a fast Sherman tank, but beware, they're quite hard to control. I've seen them go everywhere. This big gun's incredible. I can't believe I have such powerful weapon in my grasp! Always put a helmet on, though. Safety first. For a quick yank, there's nothing finer than a Sherman tank. Oh, dear. It's just gone off in my hand. If you like foreigners, and you're angry with the world, then come to Barry's Kingdom of Foreigners. We have every foreigner you need to blame for something. Small foreigners, medium foreigners, large foreigners, extra large foreigners. Check out our spring offer of slap the Frenchman in the face twice and receive a free kick in the balls to any German tourist of your choosing. Bring the kids. We have the Hills of Ice Part 2 on DVD. Barry's Kingdom of Foreigners, just off Junction 14 on the M62 behind Ikea and next to Barry's Kingdom of Explosions and Bernie's Big Hot Dogs. Children under 18 and a half require adult supervision and children over 6 feet are freaks. Welcome back to Geek of the Week. We're on to the next section now, which is called Trade Off. Now, we didn't do this last week, but it's like a new little thing we've got going. New so, section. New section, section, section. Yes. So each week, um, me and Mark are basically going to give each other a trade. This week, Mark's giving me a trade, and next week, I'll give Mark a trade, and then it's going to keep going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, and we'll just talk about the trade in yeah. question. And the idea basically is we have pretty much polar opposite tastes when it yes. comes to, to, to comics and I, I i do like i do like superheroes but i'm very much more into my horror or my sci-fi or or you know good stuff and um so we're gonna start <laughs> we're gonna start with my um with my choice and i gave fraser outcast volume one of outcast as well as a few other ones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've got like a massive pile of comics at home now. It's hilarious. It's just like, it's, to be fair, it is, I was going to say, oh, I'll get them confused, but it's very obvious because anything that's image, I'm like, oh yeah, that clearly belongs to Mark. For sure. And then anything that's Marvel DC, you're probably just like, or recent, you'll be like, yeah. 
I don't recognise this character, that's probably phrases. Yeah. So yeah, he was an outcast and you know what, I really dug this, which is why I took more volumes off you. Like the first one definitely it gave me like six sense vibes. Um just with like you know in that film how like the guy the the doctor is sort of like he's taking care of this new one because he failed in the past. It was sort of a very similar thing there. Whereas like they were trying to save this young kid and it was really cool actually and the art style is that again great stuff that comes from image like they they were founded on art like that's what helped them run run and sort of become you know the big head that they are right now and why they were taking marvel and dc by storm for a good while and you know what it was a good gateway into image i'll be honest mate and then you gave me many more and i was like okay this is where the journey begins exactly <laughs> So. I, I'm glad you liked it, and I, I do feel like it's uh, a, go, a good comic to start with because it's it is pretty much a, a, it's a horror story. It is just a horror story. There's no superheroes or anything, but clearly it's supernatural. And um, fitting for Halloween as well. Coming well, up. there you go. It is quite Halloweeny, and it reminds me. Uh, it reminds me of The Exorcist, but I always found The Exorcist quite hokey. And I do not find this hokey. It's bleak as hell. And I, I, I just love horror like that where it's it's about desperation. And I, I, it's, for me, it's one of my favourite comic books. At times, I did need someone just to be like, can someone just be here just to make sure that I'm okay? Did you need so a hug? I did. I needed a, lot of, <laughs> I needed a lot of hugs reading it. Like, I was into it, but even when it comes to films and stuff like that, I'm not very good with horror. You have forced me to watch the first two Chucky films and... It, is, it was not a fun time. So this was like, it wasn't too bad because I think you're reading it and you can sort of stop yourself. Whereas like when you're watching something, it's like, ah, there's no escape. Whereas this, I was just sort of like, ooh, ah, ah. Yeah. And the story sort of kept me going along. It wasn't, it wasn't you know, forced on jump scares and stuff like that because you can't really do that unless it's a pop-up book. <laughs> now that would be a <laughs> Pop-up book version. Uh, but there is a TV show of this. So I would definitely check it out after reading this. I mean, for me, I've never watched the Outcast uh, TV show because mm. it's actually really difficult to watch legally in this country, and I'm a bit funny about that. Yeah. Um, but I, I know I know comics compared is your thing, but and I make no promises. But if I manage to get hold of the DVD or something, I'd quite like that'd to have a, a good, go. That'd at be a good one because I was I was tempted to do it for the Halloween edition. I chose a different image one, and I apologise to people who listen to comics compared and go, "You know nothing about the Walking Dead." It's like, "Oh, sorry, mate." Um, I can just see backlash. I'm I'm a bit fearful. I should have got you to check over it as someone Probably who's should. an image head and yeah. I, and like is a passionate. I'm. A, are you a fan of the TV show? I like the TV yeah. show, but I prefer the comics. Yeah. So like, I probably should have got you to check over it or you to do it. But it was for Halloween. I was going to do the Outcast, but then that meant like again, like you say, trying to find the TV show and then doing all the research behind it. And yeah, it would have been difficult. Maybe next year, Halloween next year. That gives me a year. All right, Halloween exactly, next there year, you I'll do Comics Compared of Outcast. There we go. It if, might be my first one as well. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure we can get you to do one before Halloween. We'll see. There's got to be something that you're like, oh, yeah, I know this back and forth, like like, like the back of my hand. We'll see. There's a scar on the left. How do you know that? You've known me a while. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. I was actually talking about my hand, but if we've both got scars on the back of our left hand, that's pretty cool. Well, there you go. There we go. There we go. Right, and now that's us two done. Because like you said, great segue before, we're going to lead into Comets Compared, and then that basically 
couple of ads, some funny stuff that's not us two live. That's just, that's issue two done. Well, thank you very much yeah. for listening. We've um, had a fab time. I hope you hey, have Hey, fab time. See what I fab. Do oh, like it, like it. Uh, if you do enjoy the show, make sure to join the Facebook group. We've also got a Twitter now as well. We've proper got all the social medias covered. It's... I've changed it actually a couple of times, twice. So it's G O T W Radio. So it's Geek of the Week Radio. Yes. If you want to follow on Twitter, uh, the Facebook group is literally just typing Geek of the Week Radio group. Feel free to join, share share your opinions on either the show or anything to do with comic books, and it'll probably be featured on the show. To be honest, mm-hmm. um, we love involving you guys, and we love just you know little little questions as well that get us debating. Um, again very different people so but yeah thanks for listening guys this is comics compared where we take a look at either a film tv show or video game adaptation and compare it to its comics counterpart with halloween coming up this time around we'll be looking at the tv show the walking dead now potential spoilers ahead Adaptations can be hard things to get right. You have fans of the source material who want to see the material on screen, but if you follow too much to the source material, your show becomes predictable. Especially with The Walking Dead, which unsurprisingly features a lot of deaths and serious injuries, both things that can be considered huge plot points and spoilers. It can be hard to engage with a show if you know how it's going to end. This is why the TV version of The Walking Dead will change injuries, deaths, relationships and other key events or swap the characters involved. That is what most of the differences are going to be in this comparison. Now let's have a look at some examples. For example, Sophia's fate. One of the main plot points of season 2 is the gang trying to find Sophia. Once they do it is revealed that she is a walker and is not and is killed dead. However, in the comics she is very much alive. Instead instead of dying like she does in season two, she actually becomes an adopted child of both Glenn and Maggie. Another difference is Tyrese's death. In the comics, his is similar to Herschel's being beheaded by the governor. In the show, however, he is bitten by a walk and tries to fight it, cutting, even cutting off his own arm. He sees other dead characters whilst hallucinating who convince him to give in, and eventually he does. Another death that is different is Laurie's death. On the show, she dies during childbirth. However, in the comics, she has the baby. Up until during an invasion when both are shot and die. Now let's talk about Rick's ladies' friends. On the show, Rick forms a relationship with Michonne. Whereas in the comics, he's with a... Sorry. (laughs) Adria, who is still very much alive. Abraham's death, the huge cliffhanger leading into season 7 was who was Negan going to kill. In the comics it's just Glenn, however the show adds Abraham to the mix to give a false sense of security for Glenn's life. Abraham's death in the comic is actually like Denise's death in the show, being shot in the eye mid-speech. Now let's talk about Rick's hand. One thing constantly teased in the show from the comics is Rick and his hand. In the comics, Rick loses it early on, and it becomes a major part of his character. There have been many close calls on the show, but for now, his hands are safe. 
Another thing TV show adaptations do is add characters of their own. This allows them to have more creative control on the characters, the story, at characters, their story, and the overall story, creating unique situations. In The Walking Dead, we have Beth, Merle, and most notably, Daryl, one of the most popular characters on the show. Although not an original TV show character, the Carol on the show is much different to her comic counterpart. This Carol is much stronger and better defined as a character in the show compared to the comics. Now, let's take a journey through the seasons and the issues slash volumes in the comics that inspired those seasons. The first two seasons only cover a few issues, extending the stories in the comics by adding their own stuff. An example of this would be The Farm, which takes up a whole season, but only a few issues in the comics. Overall, in the first two seasons, they only cover Volume 1 and Volume 2 of the comics. Season 3, however, covers four volumes of the story from the comics, Volumes 3 to 7. It is after this that the show starts to catch up to the source material, while still managing to separate itself away from the source material, with what it excludes from the comics, as well as the stuff they make up for the show. Now, Season 4 covers just under 4 volumes, the last half of Volume 7, as well as 8 to 10. Season 5 covers Volumes 11 to 13. Season 6, you've got Volumes 14 to 17. Season 7 just has Volumes 18 and 19, which felt like a sort of filler season, which is no surprise as these volumes were just to build, were just build up issues to a big event, which is Season 8 which covers volumes 20 and 21, called All Out War, just like the season, and this is the big event thing. The show is in touching distance to the comics, yet not catching it, but it is not years behind, meaning the future of the show is more open than it has ever been before, and more open than any other comic book shows, which have years and years of law to pick on and choose and you know choose what the how they want to interpret it especially with the show's differences that have, they've already used this openness is very clear so now the show and the comic seem to offer two different narratives for the fans of either or both to enjoy if you like the show why not check out where it all started you can read the whole thing or check out volumes from your favorite season as always with adaptations, there's going to be similarities, differences, and always comparisons. Sorry if I stumbled on this report quite a bit. I'm trying to do it in one take. Eh, it's, it's, it's a struggle, but let me know what you guys think of it, and I'll bear it in mind for the future. Great Scott! It's been almost an hour. What the devil are they doing? Rest assured that I was on the internet within minutes, registering my disgust throughout the world. Thank you for listening to Geek of the Week. Be sure to come back next week. Same geek time, same geek channel. And if you want to join the discussion, be sure to check out our Facebook group. Now, see you geeks later. Ian's proper croc monsieur. The odd thing about me and my dad's love of a croc monsieur is that we've only been to France together once. It was back in 93 and it was the last thing we ate before getting back on the ferry. So every time he comes over now, I make one. Without fail.